In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the five negative habits that destroy and deteriorate relationships so that you can avoid this in your relationship. Let's go. The real question is this, how can you be more intentional in your relationship before the wedding day so you can live out a Christ-centered marriage that doesn't just survive, but thrives? Welcome to the Journey to Marriage show. We are your hosts and relationship coaches, Rafi and Sarah Fiolina. We believe that if it takes almost a decade to prepare for the priesthood, then a single course or retreat isn't nearly enough to prepare for a lifelong marriage. We help couples like you enter into your marriage vocation with confidence through developing your relationship. We're glad you're here. Now let's get started. Aloha, and welcome to episode 190 of the Journey to Marriage show. This is your host, Rafi, and today I'm going to be talking about the five negative habits that destroy and deteriorate relationships, and the why, why I really want to talk about this is because we see this happen so much with the couples that we work with in our coaching program that we help them to identify themselves and allow them to fix it because we know that long-term, if these habits, these vices are not fixed before entering to marriage, it could cause a lot of conflict. And I think it's important for you to listen to this and really take notes on these five habits and really just be open and have humility to recognize that maybe you might be struggling with these habits, understanding these things, and wanting to make that effort to try something new. And what I'm going to help you do is I'm going to help you identify these five habits, how that looks like in a relationship, uh, how it typically shows up, and then what's the thing that you could do to combat this habit. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. The first negative habit that destroys relationships is perfectionism. Perfectionism. So what is perfectionism? What is perfectionism and what does that actually look like? So perfectionism is when one of the partner in the relationship can become so overly critical or setting high expectations for their partner. For example, if you think like, you know, I've done it this way and I've I've set goals, like I've had all these that types of achievements, like I can expect my partner to like if I can do this then they should be able to do this as well. Okay? So what you're doing here is you're projecting your own expectations and world views on your partner and what you're failing to do here is you are failing to understand your partner. You're failing to understand your individuality, that God made you both uniquely and you both have different life stories, but your perfectionism is stopping you from really loving and understanding your partner in this way and instead you're projecting your expectations uh, for them. And on the other side, they don't really like this. (laughs) They don't like being told what they do or what they should do or how well they should be doing it according to your expectations. And that causes a lot of conflict. And I wanted to share this because this is something I struggled with 
most of my life. Why? Because I was held to high expectations from my parents. And I was that straight A student. I was always like that go getter, high honor rolls. I think I like graduated top 5% of my high school class, like all these different things. I know it doesn't matter anymore, <laughs> but like I had these high expectations. And I remember early on my relationships, I would put these high expectations on my partner and think like, something wrong with them? Like, like I, I'm able to do this. Why can't they do this? Okay. That's not a good thing. We got to understand that we're both ind- individuals. We're both separate entities. We both have our different paths and paces. So how do you battle perfectionism? You've got to challenge your own thoughts. Challenge your own thoughts. Before you think about, hey, why isn't my partner leading? Like, why isn't he not doing this? Like, why is he not like coming to my expectations? I want you to challenge your own thoughts. Think about why you might be so triggered in this area that your partner is not really meeting to the expectations you're setting because maybe when you start thinking about yourself and growing in self-awareness, maybe you're just putting an expectation that's just too unrealistic for somebody to actually live out because they have a different worldview and life experience than you do. So that is one way to battle perfectionism. Again, perfectionism will destroy your relationship when we're expecting the perfect, the per, like our partner to be perfect because no one's going to be perfect in a relationship. We are perfected in Christ and got to understand that through the suffering, through our challenges, we are perfected. Okay. Number two is judgment. Judgment. Judgment is going to destroy your relationship. Okay. What does this look like in a relationship? This looks like pointing out all the things that bother you about your partner. You saying, oh, you know, he needs to change. Like he needs to stop being late. He needs to stop doing this. She needs to do this and that. Like you need to change. That is judgment. And if you continue this in your relationship, thinking and expecting your partner to change by you just vocalizing it to them constantly it is going to completely do the opposite of what you are intending it to do. It's not going to change your partner. They're going to be more frustrated with you by you communicating these words that you need to do this, you need to do that, okay? So instead of that, how do you battle this judgment in your relationship is by pointing that finger to yourself. Oh, pointing that finger to yourself. And you might be not liking that answer, but... We're here to be honest (laughs) as coaches because we want to help you. Because if you continue pointing fingers at your partner that they need to change, you are giving them your power. And you are going to be waiting for something that might not ever happen. But what can you control in this situation? You can control yourself. And ask yourself, yeah, you know, sure, my partner can be better in these different areas of their life, but how can I be better? How can I work on myself that through my own growth, it may even influence my partner to change? Again, you don't have that expectation that, hey, I'm going to grow and I'm going to be my best self just so my partner can change. But understanding that that's the only thing you can change is yourself. You can't change your partner. So instead of judging them and pointing fingers that, of all the things that are bothering you about them, maybe just point at yourself 
and ask yourself, what's bothering yourself about you? And how can you fix that? Because that's the only thing that you can judge and work on, not your partner. God is the big judger in life, big judger. He's the judge. He's the greatest judge. And we are not called to be to fill his role. So let's let's keep that to God's role, okay? Number three is self-doubt. Self-doubt will destroy your relationship. What does this look like in a relationship? It looks like inaction. It looks like indecision. Oh, what date do you want to go on? Uh, uh, whatever you want. Oh, do you want to go out to eat? Mm, yeah, sure. Where do you want to go? Um, I don't know. Wherever you want. Like this type of wherever you want and passiveness is going to cause a lot of conflict. And if not, if you haven't experienced that already, like it will happen long term. Okay. Why? Because inaction and indecision causes no progress. And when there's no progress in a relationship, there's no growth. And when there's no growth, there's death. If you are not growing, you are dying. And in order for you to grow, you've got to make, you got to take action. You've got to make the right decisions in your life, in your relationship to grow. Okay. Jesus was an action taker. The devil is the delayer. He's going to be the one trying to distract you and be like, oh, no, you shouldn't think about this and confuse you and make you not take action, but you just got to take action. And that's how do you battle self-doubt? You seek counsel and be decisive. See, one of the root causes of self-doubt is because of the you have a lack of self-confidence. And that's why it's important to not rely on yourself, but to seek counsel. Find somebody who is confident and learn from them. Model their behaviors. Ask for their opinions. And even seeking counsel could be seeking counsel from your partner, right? If you're having a hard time figuring out what to do on a date, ask your partner, like, what are your desires? Like, what do you want to experience on this date? What is something that you haven't done before that you've always wanted to do before? Seek counsel, get this feedback, and then be decisive. From what you hear, just take action. It might not be the right action, but it's best to create imperfect action versus inaction. Remember, Inaction causes death in a relationship because if you're not growing, you're dying. All right, so number four is worry. Worry is going to destroy your relationship. What does this do? This puts us in a state of fear. And who is that? Is that that from God? No, it's from the evil one, right? God gives us abundance. He, he, He promises abundance and freedom and joy and peace, not worry. So what does this look like in a relationship? It looks like anxiety. It looks like nagging. Like, oh, did you get this done? Like, where are you? Just always constantly trying to figure out what your partner is doing and always following up and not giving them the space to actually do the thing that you're telling them to do because you're so afraid and worried that they're not going to follow through. That's what it looks like in your relationship. If you're doing that, it's not going to be good long term. How do you uproot worry out of your relationship? It's simple. To put all the trust in God and to surrender it to him. 
put all the trust in God and su- surrender it to him. Remember in the scriptures where where um, they're talking about how God provides for the sparrows. He gives them all the, the food, the drink, and to sustain their lives. But, you know, he provides for all these animals and the sparrows, but you're a human being. God values you even more than all the creatures, the rest of the creatures of the world. So why worry? This is why it's important that we've got to trust in God, even if we feel like we want to just be like going into nagging, nagging mentality or just being anxious about what our partner is doing and all these things, but just trusting in God and surrendering that worry because he will give you peace. And that peace is what will drive us to love our partner and show up our best selves in our relationship, not being anxious and nagging all the time, right? So fourth is worry. And then last but not least is control. Control. I think this is one of the biggest challenges that we start to see in a lot of couples that we work with is through this area of control, okay? Controlling their partner, dominating their partner, controlling how they will grow spiritually, especially, or just anywhere in their life, giving those unsolicited advice, okay? Another thing that control could look like is too much structure, or rigidity saying you know i've been used to this like my life i've always done it this way and this is the only way like we could we, we have to do it this way and that will destroy your relationship that destroys marriages why because when you are married when you are sacramentally married you are one flesh you're no longer you but one flesh and if you are just too rigid and you're not willing to find that middle ground, find a win-win situation, create new a new type of culture with the both of your different type of lifestyles. You're not going to grow like you're you're going to always be in conflict because you're always stuck in your own way and not having the humility to learn other ways, to learn your partner's ways. So what is the way to overcome control in your relationship is pretty simple being flexible enough to understand each other's worldviews i think one of the biggest challenges that a lot of couples face is they are so willing to react and share what they've been used to and think that that is the only way of getting things done that they are not able to understand other people their other their partner's worldview it's important to be flexible, like in the first step of perfectionism, like challenging your own thoughts, you've got to challenge your own worldview here too. You've got to be flexible enough to be like, hey, is my way really the best way or should I be open to hearing my partner out? And most of the time is yes, you should hear your partner out. Really understand them to the core. Understand their story. Understand why they behave the way they behave and don't judge them for that, right? We all have our own our own different life upbringings and family of origins, and let's be open and understanding for each other to know better ways and to let go of control in the relationship and start to be more flexible and find that peace. So those are the five negative habits that will destroy relationships. We got perfectionism, judgment, self-doubt, 
worry, and control. Let's uproot these negative habits and start creating new positive habits. It's important if you're listening to this and you're hearing these things that are happening in your relationship, even maybe on yourself, to have that humility to be like, you know what, Rafi just called me out, but he's doing this out of love and let me let me try to work on myself, okay? You've got to work on yourself. You're, you're preparing for marriage, you're training for marriage and sometimes we have to be honest with you and share with you these different things because we've gone through this. Like we've fallen in all these negative habits in our lives and we've learned the hard way and we don't want you to go through the hard way. We went through the hard way for you and we want to share with you the new path to success and peace and joy and intimacy in your relationship. So hopefully you got some value from this episode. If you are looking for a better way to actually implement these things and you need more help and you understand that just you and your partner alone can't really overcome these challenges, that is what we're here for. Like we're relationship coaches. We do this professionally. We help you uproot these negative habits out of your relationship and create new, holy, and virtuous habits. If that's something that resonates with you and you are tired of doing things just your own way because you're not getting that progress, that joy, that fulfillment in your relationship, then book a call with us. Book a clarity call. Click in the link in our show notes. Let's get on a free call. Let's connect. Let's just see how how we can help you in your relationship and see if you'd be a good fit for one of our programs. With that being said, praying for all of you holy couples on your journey to marriage. Take care and God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast so you can get notifications of future episodes. Secondly, would you mind doing us a huge favor? If you received value from today's episode, please share it with your friends. Then, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and this will also help us reach more couples preparing for the vocation of marriage. And lastly... If you want to go deeper with your life, spiritual, and relationship development, go to journeytomarriage.com slash resources to see a list of tools we personally recommend for your journey to marriage. Until Until next time, time, future spouses. spouses.